Hello, and welcome back to another episode of A Little on the Long Side. I'm John Purchase. We're going to mix it up this time around. We have a good friend who you've heard us talk about. You've heard Jim and I discuss in the past. I have sitting here with me today, Mr. Derek Showerman, digital guru, transformation specialist. And what else? Whatever you want to call me. Guru is fine. Guru is fine? That's it's acceptable a, It's a weird to word to me, but sure. Well, we'll see. It, if the shoe fits, Derek, wear it. Okay. Derek has worked with us for about six years now and has been a huge part of our step away from old school business tactics and methods into new school. Hit us with the broad strokes, quick definition of what digital transformation is as you see it. I would say it's taking anything that's pen paper Mm -hmm. and doing it digital. I mean, the business world is still in a space where there's many businesses that are functioning using pen and paper. Um, Valuations of businesses go up and through the roof um, when they digitize their processes. Um, The business world is made up of four four pillars, Uh, strategy, people, process, technology. And if you can digitize all four of those pieces, and usually the strategy is digitization, you're going to have a very successful business, and you'll also have a very valuable business. How painful would you say most most business owners find that transition to be from old school to, to new school? You know, it's interesting. It's generational. Um, the startups that are started with younger, you know, professionals, um, they're, it's easy. It's It's second fiddle because they've... They've grown up with technology um, for businesses that have been around for, you know, 15, 20 years or longer. Um, they have their processes. And a lot of times humans are by nature. Um, they come into work. They do what they do. They got their process. They have their daily routine and then they go home. And so when you disrupt that and you install technology, all of a sudden their world is upside down. Now, over time, they'll see the efficiencies and they'll see the benefit and the business will see the benefit. Um, but that change management takes a lot of time. It's it's not a it's not an overnight thing. Um, my father, for example, he was 64, wanted to he worked at a lumber yard and he wanted to work, um, you know, for a number of more years. And then they installed, as he put it, this damn computer. <laughs> <laughs> and he called me and he's like, "I said I'm retiring," and and that was it. And so they digitally transformed how the the lumber business um you know inventoried and it pushed him out the door because he was in his 60s and had enough um but by way of comparison a few years later the company sold and it sold for significantly more money than it would have if it had um, stayed on pen and paper so that that increased value is a direct result of making that technological step right their processes were digitized um their people were using digital technology um, and then they had data so they could make informed business decisions uh, and, and having access to that data and that process um, made them more valuable. What are the roadblocks that a business owner might encounter when trying to level up? Uh, money, I, I would say, is the first part of it. It, it does cost money to buy technology um, and, and, and install it. Um, the second part will be people. There'll be mm-hmm. resistance to adopt um, I've found a lot of times that in order to get the greater masses that work within an organization to get them to buy in, you have to give them bonuses. You have to um, hit them in the pocketbook. You know, either you use this technology or you don't get paid or, 
hey, here's a little incentive. Here's a carrot. You can eat nibble on that carrot and, and get a little extra income yeah. if you use the technology. Um, so that's the second one. And then the third one is picking the right technology. And a lot of companies don't really know the requirements process and figuring out what they want the technology to do and with whom and why and what is the gains by doing it. So you yeah. need to get that up front and then everything else follows suit once you've got the requirements flushed out. Then you can find the right technology at the right price for the right processes. Yeah, you've worked with some of the biggest companies with no exception with some of the biggest companies in the country, if not the world and shared your experience and helped next level them. What are some of the things that have prompted them to, to pump the brakes during this process? Uh, so I worked with Salesforce um, for f over five years. I went all over the world and I did work with Fortune 100s. It, the, it, it is the price tag and it is the fear of, of, of adoption or mm -hmm. lack of adoption within the organization. Or if the technology buy is with their customer base, the lack of adoption there. Because whoever the person is that makes the, the decision to stroke the check, sure, the time's ticking, right? So if it's quarter of a million dollars you're investing in technology, either the team internally or your customer base or your partners adopt the technology or that person that stroked the check. <laughs> they're gone. Yeah. I mean, their heads are, you put them on the guillotine. Do you find that uh, in your experience, is it more a business's leadership or ownership? Is it that they themselves, the leadership is afraid to adopt the technology or is it that they're afraid that their staff, that their, you know, their employees are going to not embrace it? Or is it, it, it could be, it could be both. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times digital transformation is driven by a board. Mm -hmm. And the board wants to drive the valuation of the business, right? Sure. So they say, oh, well, one way to do that is, is, is digitization. Let's bring in the right technology, the right people and do this. Um, but I think a lot of times um, it is the people. It is the people that are within the walls of the organization. Um, not everybody's going to adopt it. Right. And the larger the company, the more the people, the more the naysayers. Right. Yeah. And so if the technology isn't really, really good, it's not really easy to use. It's not they're not trained up on it and there's not some form of incentive. Um, and it's not clear if the, if the strategy is not clear, the people who are using it, the process um, of using it uh, that maps to the you know, to that technology, um, they're not going to adopt it. And so that goes yeah. back to, again, do you have the plan in place? Do you have the requirements and are people bought in uh, to using it? So it's a lot of times people, sometimes the board, sometimes upper management, um, but I think it's the greater masses. And again, the larger the company, the bigger the risk. Yeah. Jim and I had a conversation recently about the metaverse and working within it. Where do you see business living within the metaverse in the next, say, 10 years? So I think that anything that is customer related there is a metaverse opportunity that's there they need to not dive in head first into it let the video game industry figure, figure out, out a lot yeah. of it first um but if you have if you are providing a customer experience so disney for example they already kind of have this metaverse thing that they're working on um, they did a test at Disney Springs where you could go in and actually feel heat. You wore a mask. It was, you know, completely, um, you know, under within goggles, right? Yeah. And you could feel the heat, and you would could shoot at Darth Vader, and it would reflect back bolts at you. 
And it was creepy and it was awesome and it was real and it was immersive. Video games and Disney and, and, and companies that are uh, that are customer facing, they're the ones that want to, to, to do this. If you are a business, let them kind of uh, you know fall on their face a little bit first and then get into it when there's a tried and true uh, path forward for the metaverse. And, and for William C. Huff, I've been saying this all along. Um, if there's a way to somehow um, digitize a home as mm-hmm. is, you know, scan it and then have the assessors here in the office be able to, on their own time, go through and do an estimate in the virtual world, in the metaverse. Um, that's an experience that I think uh, makes a lot of sense. Um, it, will, it will lower any inadequacies mm-hmm. like, you know, we do them via Zoom right now. Right. Um how accurate is that? You know, I know there's probably some discrepancies. And so if you can get a virtual readout of a home and let our estimators go into that home and really walk in it and see it, feel it, and know, I think that you're going to uh, lower any errors mm-hmm. and you're going to speed up efficiency and you're going to be more accurate with your estimates. Yeah. What would you say the downside is to your concept of working within the metaverse? There's got to be a downside somewhere, right? Humans. I yeah. mean, nefarious humans. Yeah. It, it, there's, if there's a way to hurt or to, a way to steal, um, you know, unfortunately, there's the, the few bads are always going to ruin it for the many. And yeah. that's just a reality. That is tried and true yeah. throughout, throughout history. So anything that's new always gets ruined in some capacity or <laughs> by the few that, that abuse it. Sure. Um, sad but true. But it, that, that would be the thing that if you're going to delve into this, there needs to be people like our partner, Red5. They will be experts. They are experts on security, and they're going to bring to the forefront what are the risks associated with your business by doing it. Yeah. And it's always going to be people. Okay, so let's, let's gather your personal world and put it next to your professional world which is more powerful the metaverse or the multiverse (laughs) um no doubt uh the multiverse i mean can you imagine the power of being able to go into another universe where say uh kurt cobain's still alive and be able to go rock out to nirvana and see what kind of music that they you know put out yeah right you imagine that um so yeah i would say that the multiverse um and as we saw, and maybe you haven't seen the movie yet, but Doctor Strange needed the multiverse to take out um, the Scarlet Witch. Uh, okay. And and so there is some power in in that, and then there's um, there's possibilities in that as well. Like maybe Lemmy is still Ooh. alive in another universe, um, yeah. and his you know lifestyle didn't get him early. That would be Lemmy from the fantastic uh, metal band Motorhead. Motorhead. Okay, let's do all times. Yeah. All-time favorite band. Typo negative. Ah, very nice. All-time favorite vacation destination. Where do you, you know, you could go anywhere. Where is the the all-time favorite? I would say Maine in the in July. Seafood, beach. Could you please answer that question again using the proper local dialect? With the the Pakyaka and Havid Yad, that 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 Sure. I, I don't know if I can do Maine. Um I lived in. I lived there. I grew up in New England, but yeah, I'm not doing that one. We'll, okay. we'll pass. We'll on give that you one. a pass. Yeah. All right. All time favorite food slash all time favorite restaurant. My favorite food, um, New York pizza. And I know that there 
there's the ongoing battle, like who makes the best slice and where it is. Where do you get the best slice? I'm partial to a place that I grew up with on in Northport, Long Island, um, and it's long gone. Um, so I, I wouldn't know now. I haven't been to Manhattan in a mm-hmm. couple of years since moving down here. Um, so bad answer, but I, you know, I don't it's a, it's a good slice of New York pizza though. A, a good slice of New York pizza. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you really can't go wrong. And cheesecake factory. What about it? I don't know. I just wanted to throw it in there. I like cheesecake. I mean, I, I, I would love to eat, um, one of each and not become like a job of the hut. <laughs> That'd be great. Okay. Uh, long sleeve or short sleeve. Uh, when you grow up in New England, it's always long sleeve. Mm-hmm. I mean, even evenings in July are, are chilly. Um, down here in Florida, since moving down here, I wear long sleeves never. I don't think in, in all the years I've known you, I've ever seen you sleeved. Not full sleeved, only half sleeved. Well, you've known me since I moved to Florida. Exactly. And yeah, yeah, it's um, it's too cold in New England, but down here it's too hot. So. Okay. And I'll take the heat. All right, fair enough. Okay, you're going to lose either your sense of smell or your sense of touch. Which one? Smell. I have a son. (laughs) Enough said. All right, well, that's all I got. What do you want to add? Anything? No, I mean, if there's anybody's listening out there. We have. We we have a documented three listeners. Three, okay. Yeah, so Um, you're speaking to a big audience. Well, listen, I'll put it out on my social media and see what we get. But uh, um, if you are a company that's still using pen and paper in any capacity... The time to change is now. The technology's there. It's easy to use. Um, there are providers out there that will help you with documenting and you know putting together your strategy, uh, the people that will be using it, the processes that um, it will be put in place to use the technology. And um, it's, uh, it's a great time to be doing it, especially coming out of COVID. Uh, technology companies are struggling if you pay attention to the stock market. Um, so it's a great time to invest in technology. They're making deals. They want to make deals, and they want to help you. Are you saying that because of where we are technologically now would be a good time to get a new Xbox? Uh, I'm a PlayStation. That's obviously what uh, you mean, right? Yeah. Well, I'm a PlayStation guy, but that's just me. Um, if Yeah, I mean, if I had time, I would I would buy an Xbox. How about a ColecoVision? I love ColecoVision. Yeah. yeah I used to play that a lot. As a kid, I probably would play it too much as an adult. And thus the reason that I don't buy an Xbox. No, maybe you should. I don't have an, I don't have the willpower, the willpower of like a seven year old boy. Yeah. Well, you play, you you go out and play uh, power riffs or power chords all the time. That's true. I am a bit of a noisemaker. Yeah. Yeah. So that you keep doing that. You're really good. (laughs) You're really good at that. Um, Stay thrashing. And um, stay away from video games. You, okay. The world needs your music. I like it. I like it. I appreciate that. Well, thanks for coming and hanging out with me. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Come back and see us again. And uh, for our three listeners, thank you very much for hanging out with us as well. And we will catch you on the next one. 